Yo, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Common Good Podcast. Good to have you with us today. It's the, I think it's the 18th or something, isn't it, of July? Yeah, 18th of July, Tuesdays. So we get to talk about politics. And of course, today it includes how Donald Trump is saying right out loud he wants to destroy democracy. Rob, mm-hmm. unbelievable. We'll get to that. Completely believable, Doug. Completely and, believable. And <laughs> I mean, just you, you reach a point where you think, okay, it, I will not be shocked again. There's no chance. He's done it all. He's 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 run the he's he's run the run the cycle. Every shockable thing. And then this clown show just comes out and quotes the insurrectionists, which we'll get to in a minute. Yeah. All right, but in the meantime, <clears throat> sorry for the the shaky voice. Uh, it is um, I got a, I got a tired voice. I was uh, last Tuesday through today or through yesterday. I was uh, going to at or coming back from a festival in North Carolina, to which I drove. So, uh, did you have a good time? I did have a good time. Yeah, this was it was a, it was a fine time. Are you, uh, do you, do you, do you camp at the, uh, at the goose when you go? To I, I have, I've, I've been to a bunch of them, so I have camped and I, I do not prefer camping it. What, you know, what I've did just you known do too many year? people that live in refugee camps to, to honor that, that activity. I'm unwilling <laughs> to do it. Uh, yeah. so there's a hotel nearby and, uh, that's where I stayed and, and a bunch of other people stayed, which also led to a bunch of hotel fun for you know, some adults. <laughs> like to, okay like to, you, know, <laughs> you know like it's it, it, we rob you and i have been in many a hotel on the vote common good we, tours we have and yes. the kids and their parents come rolling in for the soccer mm. tournament or swimming mm. match or whatever they've got going on and you know you sit around in the lobby and have hotel fun in the lobby like a bunch of kids and adults acting like you're you know away from home nothing ever worthy of you know smirking about but just you know sitting around so Bunch of that, super hot out in a field in North Carolina outside of, Char- outside of Charlotte. So you will be seeing, if you watch this stream, and we hope you do, and we hope you share it with family and friends and those you care about, many interviews and presentations that we did from that uh, from that festival. So we set up our podcast studio and interviewed a whole bunch of people. And many of those we will be airing right here on the, uh, yeah. on the live stream because uh, we also videoed them just, you know, I want, to, I want to cheat the video, the video only people, and they'll also be on the audio version of the podcast. So I, I toyed, I mean, this is a terrible story because it, like it leads to nothing, but I, I toyed for a minute with mm-hmm. coming with, and then it just schedule wise just didn't work. Yeah, so I did. Yeah. Right. You, you reach a point where you're just like, ah, okay, I'm going to yeah. stop fussing on this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. Just yep. let it go. Uh, not going to happen. Much like the, uh, on, Saturday, uh, Vanessa and I were out doing some garage sailing, hanging out, just being together, enjoying some time. State, you know, hidden estate sale. We we went by the seven year old retirees living in Arkansas, as you are. Yeah, exactly. And my wife does run a a vintage business on Etsy where she resells things. So, and and I'm constantly amazed by her. Quite frankly, I mean she. I, she constantly will find things. She's like the antiques roadshow. Like I, she will constantly find things for a dollar that you know she can resell for five hundred. I mean, it's just she's amazing. Uh, so we were at this garage sale, 
um, moving sale because her sister's moving to town and, and needs some furniture and things. So we thought we'd check out a moving sale. Uh, and, uh, you know, swung in there and guy was like, hey, I'm moving. Uh, I'm also selling the car. I'm like, oh, oh, it was a Honda CRZ. And, uh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. There's a CRZ? Yeah, it's uh, like the knockoff version of the CRV. No, nah, it's a little, it's a little two seater. It's a little hybrid. It's just a little bit of a thing. It's just, huh. just, just like if you crossed a smart car and a Prius, that's, you know, what you'd, what you'd have. Uh, and so I, I was super interested in this car. Price was good. It had been in an accident and the axle had been replaced. And uh, so I was thinking, you know, so I really wanted to have a mechanic to take a look at it. Called the mechanic Monday morning. He's like, oh, yeah, bring it over. And uh, so I texted the dude and said, hey, I'm still interested in the car. And, uh, you know, be okay if my mechanic take a look at it. And he said, oh, I sold it yesterday. Sold it. Yeah. So you just have to, like, let it go. Okay. I guess I'm not going to be driving around in a Honda CRZ. Right. You just sit down, pull up Frozen, and just sing along. Just let, let it go. go. Let, it, let go. it go, Rob. Exactly. Let it go. Well, sorry for it. Yeah, I mean, that happens on almost every car that's a good deal, right? Any car that's a yes. good deal. If you're like, let me, uh, you're like, okay, that's that. Someone's someone's going to snatch her up. You know, I as I told him, I didn't wake up Saturday morning thinking, I'm going to buy a car today or yeah. I'm going to run for Congress today. Uh, as a joke, you know, that I've yeah. told a thousand times at least. Um you know, so I just let it go. Yeah. But it's funny how fast expectation can build, right? It's just amazing. how quickly yeah, yes. You can be like, I kind of got a little attached to the possibility of that thing in the period yes. of time between Saturday and Doug, Monday. how attached do you think Donald Trump is to the idea of being president again? Do you I think, think he's so we pretty don't attached believe, to not going to jail. Yeah. So we believe that he did not believe that he was going to win in 2016, that it surprised him as much as it surprised all of us. You know, he wasn't doing this to win. He was, you know, yes, I'm sure I, I he agree with that. flirted with the idea like, oh, what if I won? won? But he didn't believe he was going to win. No. Do you think he believes he's going to win in 2024? I do not. Well, I, it depends on which side of his brain he's operating in, right? Mm -hmm. When he's... Because I really do think he is somebody, and a lot of people are this way, especially with what I think are the clear demonstrative conditions that Donald Trump suffers from, that he lives in in multiple fantasy worlds at different mm. times. So I think mm. there are many, many times where he is clear that he didn't win in 2020. And if you can't win re-election as the sitting president... The chance that you're going to win it four years later <laughs> when people are done with you and have moved on, this is just not, it is hard enough. Who do you to win think you are, Grover Cleveland? Yeah. When, when, when do you think you are? 1918, what, when was Grover Cleveland? 1890 something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's extraordinarily difficult. And then you're under multiple, and all the things that we will get to. Uh, so yeah. I, I think he is clearly understands he's not going to run. I really believe the only reason he wanted to, you know, launch his campaign, as you had said, was to try to prevent him from, from being indicted. And he's trying that now. He's, he's That's they, not they, working. They, they have a, uh, yeah. Now he's trying to use the, the trial itself, push that until after the election. So they're, they brought something apparently before the judge in the, uh, this is in the uh, documents are in my pants box case. 
that they uh, want to try to bring the... Wait a minute, wait a minute. The documents are in my pants box? Yeah, he keeps his pants in there, in his boxes. And there are also oh, some documents okay. in there. I, uh, the way you phrase that, I, 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 see, I would say the pants are in my documents box, isn't it? Oh, no, no, no. Apparently, he's like, I, all my important I, stuff, like my know, pants are in there. I didn't even been, know the documents were in there. I mean, he, yeah, he speaks about been, it as if it's his pants box because you keep is, your pants in your banker's box. Yeah, there's been, you know, coaches in the National Football League, uh, head coaches who will put their, you know, they carry around a call sheet, or, you know, a play mm -hmm. sheet that has, mm -hmm. you know, remind them what the plays are and then, you know, the crazy long names. And there are some who s just slide them down the front of their pants. Yes. And, mm -hmm. you know, and just look ridiculous there with a, you know, laminated sheet of paper halfway down their pants. And, uh, you know, I, when you said have his documents in his pants. Pants box. box. <laughs> I I pictured Donald Trump it's with like classified documents, Iran uh invasion plans, just like just stuck in the front of his of his It it does plan. explain his 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 pleats, actually, if he if he did he's, oh. he's replete he's replete with them. Yeah. Um do, do what what well you you must have raised the question for a reason. You you think he he does think so? You think he doesn't? What do you what, what do you? I don't I I don't know. I, I it was just uh, I don't know. It just uh, I don't have an opinion. I just you know sometimes you just want to crawl inside the head of Donald Trump and it's like what? Yeah, and just roam around in there, really? and rummage through the boxes. <laughs> just what are you thinking? What what? I mean, well, so we, I mean, okay, it's so not been some of. We did see some of what he was thinking yesterday. You ready to jump right into this? Should we? Should yeah, we... yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I mean, he is. Yeah, we'll start with his words, and then we'll talk about really the bad week he's having. My friend, uh, my friends are in a band called the Josh Cleveland Band, which you should look up and listen to. I'm sure anyone listening to this would enjoy that music. Did they play at the Goose. They did not. <clears throat> no, no, they, they 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 couldn't should. But boy, there was a band that played there, Ashes and Arrows. Mm. Holy mackerel! These cats are gonna be famous. I heard you played uh, Wild Goose. I did. I did. I played behind Dan Dietrich on the mm -hmm. Hymn for the 81%, the the unofficial theme song of the Vote Common Good efforts. Um, yeah. yeah. And then other times I just, I carried my guitar around everywhere. There was music and sat in the audience or sat behind people. And got, one time got pulled up on stage and started playing along. And um, uh, it's pretty fun. Oh, pretty fun hold for on. me. Oh, oh, I, just, I just need to call a timeout here. Um, you were sitting in the audience, listening to a concert with your guitar, playing along. Were you playing along? Mm -hmm. uh, was that yeah, right up front? To the people around you? I don't know. They should move somewhere else. Then I don't know. I mean, this is like. I, were you also singing along? No, I didn't know any of the words. These people. Uh, okay. Well, no, that's not true. Yeah, I was singing along it's on like, some of the on the honky tonk like some... night when it was like normal music and stuff. But sometimes when it was just people, oh, playing their like, songs, like the band playing before. playing their own songs, I didn't know. Yeah. I'm just watching the guitar players. I'm, I just turned it into a jam band. For, trying just to, a, just, just a jam trying session. to imitate whatever they're doing. Yeah, it's, it's a jam session thing. It's a real hard skill to learn if you it, when you learn to play with people and you don't have music in front of you, you Did watch the them. Band find it annoying that you were trying to play along with them. I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I'm not I don't walk around with an uh, who am I annoying meter. I don't care. <laughs> Could not care any less. This is the difference yeah. between you're standing up on a stage I, with a microphone and guitars right and you're blasting my, your music at people and you're like, well, that guy's irritating me by doing the very thing I'm doing. No, I don't. 
What are you talking about? It's the difference between an Enneagram 8 and an Enneagram 3 right here. Uh, Yeah, I'm trying to read the room and, like, like, do the thing that the people around me want. And you're just like, I'm going to play along. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to play along. (laughs) People Uh, sing along. Yeah, and that can be annoying, too. Okay. All right. So these people are playing live music and we're all just supposed to sit there and watch them do it. Okay. No world in which I'm going to live in are people performing live music and our job is to sit there and watch them. I would just say, you know, I paid the $158 to hear Bruce Springsteen sing Mm -hmm. Bruce Springsteen songs, not Mm -hmm. to hear Doug Padgett sing Bruce Springsteen songs. Look, if if Springsteen can't sing loud enough to overcome... With a got a sound system on his side. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right. Let's yeah. let's get so, it done. So I played along. I try to play along a lot. Like I mean, I mean, yeah. par- partly because this is at a festival and you're outside yeah. and it's just you know, yeah. and, I, and I would go, I would go right up front, like right fucking up front. I know <laughs> this. I I was texted a picture of this. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Were um, you in that group text? I, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> A group text of me on the stage, a picture of that. No, or in the no, a group text of you in the crowd playing along on the guitar. Yeah, yeah, I do it all the time. <laughs> and, and any possible chance I can get. <laughs> yeah, so when funny. people when people play music in front of other people, that is an invitation. It's not an implicit invitation it is for you too. to join in. It is. It absolutely <laughs> is. Exactly, an implicit invitation for me to join in. They, they oftentimes even say to people, like they start doing this with their hands. Hey, you do this. Hey, you sing back these words to me. I mean, musicians all the time are like, and then when the crowd return, I mean, this is classic, right? You make it happen, Jackson Brown tells us. Like when you respond and you sing and you know every word and you're you're in on this, that's what people are doing. But, but I will say, this is one of the things I've learned about some in the guitar world. There are some people who are much more uh, like, uh, I don't know, rules-based or pristine about it, you know? And then there's other people that are like, oh, just you, you just you just jam along. Like you, yeah. you play along. That's that's what you do. You know, yeah. it's... It, yeah, there's some so, people so there that are, are There are different... About, yeah. About their, yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Jennifer Knapp is up there playing. I'm just like, bop, 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 you know. That might have been the concert that uh, it was. Jennifer Knapp and Derek Webb. Have you listened to Derek Webb's new album? Have you mm-hmm. watched the Have you watched the uh, the video of Derek Webb and uh, Flamey Grant in Derek Webb's song? Uh, Flamey Grant. Flamey Grant. Yeah. Um, Flamey. Not... Are you not familiar with the work of Flamey Grant? Flamey Grant <laughs> is a uh, is a drag performer in uh, in Nashville. Um, and, and is, uh, Derek a, is the presents as Amy Grant, but is Flamey Grant? Well, I, I don't know if they present as Amy Grant, but um, is but it a Derek play on Amy Grant? Boys will be girls. Okay, and the video for it is mm-hmm. fantastic. Oh, uh, yeah, no. really, really great, great song, great video. Highly recommend check it out. Okay. Will do. Uh, Let's talk about Donald Trump. You got a video for us. I do. All right. So, yeah, uh, Saturday, I I started seeing some headlines about this on Saturday after he gave the speech and then saw these these video clips. All right. So, it's really bad. 
Um, going to show just a brief bit of Donald Trump and then a little follow-up on on what kind of mashup Donald Trump is actually doing. So he's, this is a presentation. I think it's at the turning point thing, which might be the same event that we're going to show a clip from Marjorie Taylor Greene yeah. speaking at. Uh, so here's here's Trump trying to tell people that he um, uh, what he's going to do when he's finally uh, when he's finally in in office again because you know, all the things he couldn't accomplish apparently the first time because here's the thing about this which I just find so pathetic about Donald Trump he these are all the same things he promised he was going to do in his first term and now I was like well I couldn't because people really made it hard but next time I'll, I'll do it next time you know. It's just the same old, same old routine, but now he's yeah. sharpened sharpened it even more. And uh, unfortunately, trigger warning to anybody for whom this voice is too much. Here it comes. And we won't let it happen. Twenty twenty four is our final battle. With you at my side, we will demolish the deep state. We will expel the warmongers from our government. We will drive out the globalists. We will cast out the communists, Marxists, fascists. We will throw off the sick political class that hates our country, and we will rout the fake news media. We will defeat crooked Joe Biden, and we will drain the swamp once and for all. So it, 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 might, it might sound like just sort of the... Hang on, missing. sorry about that. I got pushed the wrong button there. It, it might sound like Trump is uh, just doing his greatest hits, um, but what he's saying in that is he's going to go through the government and the New York Times has reporting about this, which is why this gets significant, talking with people in his inner circle that they have a plan to go th go forth and use this version that they call the, uh, the, the unitary executive theory, which is that the executive of the executive branch has total and complete power over every portion of the executive branch, which means every department that reports up the, up the, branch, every department that's in the, that for which there's a secretary plus others, that the president has full and complete unfettered power to do whatever the president wants with those, with those, uh, agencies. Can which fire includes, people. includes, parenthetically, includes the Department of Justice and the FBI. Yes. Yes. And, and the FCC and which has rules about what what can be put on television and on radio and he can go in and just say this this television show no longer can be out like this is the thing that it can do it is just totally and completely bizarre and nowhere close to what the united states of america thinks of itself in a in a co-equal branch theory what, what's important about this this isn't just donald trump saying that he just thinks this should happen there is this wacky theory supported by a lot of republicans of a unitary executive that they believe that Madison was not right when Madison talked about a separation of powers and there being equal branches of government that in no way can the, the legislative branch have any say on what the president does about anything. They are completely distinct and separate and has no, they're, they're, they're parallel branches of government. They're not interlocking branches of government. That's yeah. the theory. A bunch of people hold to it, including Bill Barr. And uh, that, that, that crowd, like that kind of Bill Barr uh, sort, of, sort of folks. So 
that's what Trump thinks. I should just go in and get rid of anybody that I think is a globalist or a communist. Yeah. A warmonger. See, even, I mean, watching that clip from Turning Point, uh, you know, there was his speaking style at times. There's times where I feel like you can tell he believes it. And there's times where I feel like he's just reading the talking points and his heart isn't in it. And that's the sense I got from that. But like he, he, I didn't get the sense that like he really truly believes this. No, he's clearly know. reading it off the teleprompter. His head even turned to the side because he's trying oh, to read yeah. the teleprompter. And you know what it sounds like, Rob? Sounds like this. These are the guys that took over the Senate chamber on 9-11 or on uh, January 6th. Listen <clears throat> to this and see if you hear exactly what Trump was saying. The very same thing, the tyrants, the globalists, and the communists, the same thing Trump says, we're going to tell them this is our country, not theirs, we're going to root them out, and we're going to take over. He is now not only literally singing the song with them and releasing a song where he's <laughs> participating in song he's, of convicted it's like, insurrectionists. It's like while the insurrectionists are praying on the Senate dais, it's like Donald Trump was sitting in the front row with his guitar. Just, with his guitar. Just, Drumming just along, playing just, along, just learning what he can learn. He's like, That's an insurrectionist jam band up there. <laughs> this is awesome. This is awesome. And uh, yeah, as Yabit says, and that and that was in the midst of all that, that was the prayer that they were praying. Yeah. yeah. So here's the thing that the very language that got Trump into office, gonna take out the globalists and the communists and the and the and the tyrants. And all the people who resist, and what Trump has said makes someone a tyrant, makes someone anti-American, is if they oppose him. Mm -hmm. We live in a democracy where ideas should be in opposition to one another and yeah. people vote. And we this is what we do as a nation. It's precisely what Trump says he doesn't want to do. So what is at risk here is not only if Trump wins, which I don't think he's going to, and we're going to do all that we can once again to make sure that doesn't happen. But it's setting an entire narrative for a Republican Party about how they're supposed to behave. Because this is what Trump does with all of this. His wacky ideas become the norm of what the Republican Party is going to now say yes to. So there's going to be all kinds of Congress people who are going to say yes to a unitary view of the executive branch. There's going to be all kinds of people running for uh, office, all kinds of people running for president that won't speak out against these just ideas that are so foreign to the American narrative, they're just going to be right in on it and be right in on it the entire time. Yeah. What do you make of his statement that this is the, the final battle? Yeah. Does, I mean, he, does I, he mean him? Like he, like he's could not going to be run. any more narcissistic, right? That like he, he realizes this. I mean, if he doesn't win, He's not going to win. He's not going to certainly not going to win a third time. So what he's saying is, without me, tee it up again in twenty eight. Yeah, is without me, there's no way you know the 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 country will go down. Which also is just bananas, right? Like just mm. just bananas. And I have friends who are like all all of you catastrophic thinking, you know, 
lefties out there that are like, Donald Trump is not going to ruin America. America is more, more stable, stronger. It's not, even if he does all this stuff, there are resistance mechanisms within the government. Even if he tries to take over, hope it's all going to go to the courts. It's just going to get all tied up. The administration is going to go nowhere. It's going to be a mess. America is not going to become a totalitarian regime in any way, shape, or form. Okay, I know a lot of people who argue that. So don't be all wigged out. And on the other hand, this starts to move, move, (laughs) it moves the needle to what's now normative within the Republican Party. And that's where the other real problem lies. Trump will do it. He will do these things and there'll be court battles. Yes, Yes. all that's true. But then there will also be the renorming of the Republican Party into something that doesn't speak out against this kind of stuff. And yeah. that's just and I don't know. I don't know, Doug, if you've I don't think you've got the clip of it. But one of the other really interesting things that came out of this turning point gathering was Asa Hutchinson's speech. Now, Asa Hutchinson, uh, former governor of Arkansas, my governor, uh, frankly, a governor that I voted for um, for a variety of reasons, um, a, uh, a moderate Republican now in the past would have been considered a conservative Republican. It's really hard to call him a moderate Republican now uh, because I, because I just, I mean, in the, in the nineties, he would have been part of the, you know, the he was, he was one of the impeachment managers who impeached Bill Clinton uh, and made that argument before the Senate. I mean, he is a, he's a bona fide conservative now positioned as a, as a moderate because of the way the Republican party has moved to the right. Not, not to the right, his move to the extreme. Um, And, and Asa Hutchinson at this turning point event, speaking to a crowd that, you know, should love him, booed him and (laughs) chanted Trump, 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 Trump during the course of his speech to the point that he had to, he had to pause at times because he was overwhelmed by the sound of people rudely chanting the name of, you know, someone he has dared to challenge and criticize. It's really a remarkable thing to see how the Republican Party has shifted. The loyalty to Donald Trump is so profound yeah. and so deep that, you know, n- there's no oxygen left for anybody else. Yeah, that's right. Especially in, in meetings like this, where a group like Turning Point USA invites candidates in because they they are the they are the tip of the spear of the Christian nationalists take over, drive out the globalists, where there's only there's only one view that can be not not only one view that can be good for America, one view that can be good for the globe. They, mm. they this is the thing about groups like this. They have a global vision mm-hmm. of what goodness and righteousness is, and that's what they will work toward. And anyone else anywhere like they're not just bothered by communists and socialists in america yeah right they're bothered by communists and socialists and i'm not making i'm not, I'm not arguing for communism or socialism but some countries run under communism and socialism like there are other structures to society they're opposed to all of them anything that's not the one so they want to unleash their view of the world on the world so all right uh Okay. All right, Rob. I'm sure you're gonna have to. I'm, I saw your eyes go over because you just can't not see it. I saw you see it. All right. W. M. Wood said, "How could you vote for Ada Hutchinson?" Well, Rob went into a voting booth, 
and <laughs> there was a pen, and then he circled the thing. All right, explain explain why you voted for Ada Hutchinson. Asa, I voted yes. for Asa. Uh, I made a calculation in um, 2020 when Asa was running for re-election as governor that the Republican legislature in Arkansas was becoming so extreme that the best thing to impede them was this in 2020 yes in 2020 is that i thought christian ran in 2020 christian ran in 2022 this might have been 2018 this might have been 2018 okay anyways i don't know what it was yeah it was 2018 <laughs> okay a couple of elections Every ago four. yeah 2018 in 2018, I voted for ACES re-election because I made the calculation that uh, the a, a Republican legislature that had either a extreme um, Republican like Jan Morgan, who was running uh, challenging ASA in the Republican primary at the time, or a uh, ineffectual Democratic governor. Um, frankly, like I thought the Democratic candidate for governor would have been, w either of those people would either be steamrolled by an out of control legislature or, um, or would, you know, they, they'd hit the gas. And, uh, um, and, uh, and so I thought that the best thing to restrain an out of control re Republican legislature in Arkansas would be a more moderate-minded um, governor like Asa Hutchinson. And so I made the strategic vote to vote for him. And he mm -hmm. won. And frankly, he significantly restrained the Republican legislature over his eight years as governor, particularly the last four. And if you want any evidence of like the difference Take a look at what the Re Arkansas Republican legislature did with Sarah Huckabee Sanders as governor. Mm -hmm. uh, wildly more right, extreme. Right. Now, does that mean that I does that mean I agree with Asa Hutchinson? No, of course not. Right. But <laughs> right. but come on, some politics is politics. Yeah, I, and this not, is the difference of how people think about their votes, though. Yeah, some people yes, think about their votes. It, as in terms tools of, tools that they're going to use to have a particular outcome inside of a political political circumstance other people think of their votes as an expression of themselves and which team inside they're on and other people think about their votes different there's a lot of ways that people think about their votes yeah. um I, I mean i think it's a great example of you thinking okay a republican is going to win here right i mean that's the thing is that that's already settled so yeah. in light of that set of conditions how should one act how should one behave this gets this gets very very interesting uh you know, for for people who think about their votes in their their active voting, in different in, in different ways. So I think it's great to bring up. We should bring it up all the time. I think all of us should have a philosophy of voting. And yeah. as, and that's not always uh, my philosophy of voting. Sometimes I vote very right. much on a on a principled basis. I you know I have voted in presidential elections on a very principled basis of like I know this person is not going to win, but I refuse to vote for you know some of the mm -hmm. other people involved selection yeah yeah great great point is that a philosophy of voting isn't one single philosophy applied across every 
ballot you ever stand in front of. It might not even be the same philosophy on every candidate on the same ballot. Right. Uh, it's a, so, so it's such a great question. And uh, WM would uh, appreciate you uh, asking it. I think we should ask each other that stuff all the time, right? Like, what motivates you to act and to vote the way that you do? How could you, how, how or why could you do that? You know, I mean, there's, and there's a lot of ways to ask a question, right? You know, I mean, I take this as, you know, WM Wood is trying to, trying to understand your perspective, not trying to, you know, make a statement. Sometimes questions yeah. are statements. Yeah. I'm now realizing like when you said, Hey, did you play your guitar in front of people? They're playing. You weren't asking that you, you were saying something. I, I, I figured it out. But sometimes people are just asking a question. Sometimes they really do. Uh, they, they actually want to want to know something, not want to share something. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot of reasons why people should and shouldn't share their, their ideas. Hey, uh, okay. As long as we talked about uh, Asa Hutchinson, I saw this little tracker. This is the Republican primary tracker for those on the podcast. And on the public Republican primary tracker, it has uh, two, four, six, eight, ten, uh, ten or eleven people on here that are running for for office. Donald Trump is at fifty six percent in the Republican Party of people that want to support Donald Trump to be the nominee. But still, you got forty four percent of people that are like, I don't want the guy that used to be the president in this party that I consider myself a part of. Uh, to, to run, which isn't great. It's not great that his numbers are 56%. Then it goes to DeSantis at 17. And then this Vivek I, Ramaswamy. I don't know I, who that is. The reason I put, the, I put this up Googling is I have no idea who. Doug, I follow politics closely. I yeah. have no idea who this person is. Rob, you An and American I run a Tuesday or... Common Good Politics podcast. I've never heard of Vivek Ramaswamy. And he has eight well, percent. He's the third leading Republican. He has, he has more support than the former vice president of the United States. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Drive asset management. I don't even. And, and the and the former, you know, secretary to the UN, and the and the sitting senator of South Carolina, and the former governor and congressman uh, from Arkansas. And that guy that shut down the bridge because he's a petty fool uh, from Pennsylvania uh, or New Jersey. Uh, you know, that guy. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Like, the, there are people within the Republican Party who have an entirely, this is what I think is important about this. And there's people within the Republican Party, 8% of them, that have an entirely other flow of people they're talking about, those they're listening to, conversations that are being had. It's really something. I don't know who he is. So I don't I'm know if the shocking his, number is 56% for Trump right or 8% for Vivek. I, I'm reading his Wikipedia page and I I don't know who he is. Still can't figure it out, huh? Well, did you yeah. go to Vivek, Vivek, Vivek Ramaswamy for president? Is there a, yeah. he's got to have a website. He's got yeah, 8% Vivek of the Republican. We're about to, you know, we're about to promote Vivek here. That's Vivek okay. yeah. 2024.com. Vivek 2024. Look, friends, you should go there. Yeah. yeah. And the best thing to do is go there and get on his email list because it might not cost him a lot, but it costs him a little bit to send you an email. Just a little bit. It just strains the system just a bit. And then you put it in your trash. Just just auto it to trash and and you're off and running. All right. Well, we got to keep our eye on old Vivek. Uh, it could be, uh, you know, coming out of the back of the pack. And uh, oh, you, can get, you can get a mug, a mug at Vivek's, Vivek's web, website that says transgenderism with 
a strike through. Climatism with a strike through. Wokeism with a strike through. Oh, capitalism with a strike through. He just wants the isms. No, He's just going to strike truth. through the isms. Truth. Truth. He seems to be against isms, which yeah, probably not a bad idea. All right, so uh, not not a real um, not real tumult in the Republican in the Republican spaces. Um, what I think would be interesting, though, is let's say Trump does plead guilty and can't can't run for office. Where do those fifty six percent of voters end up going? I think there's ten or fifteen percent that don't vote at all. They're just they're they're Trump and Trump only, and that's it. And they think all the rest of these people are part of the same deep state sort of problem. Yep. But where do the rest of them go? That's what a lot of these folks are uh, are are in the running for. It used to be that you know people would be running to be vice president, right? You're trying to shore up the second the second spot. Now these people are just like, I don't know if he's going to make it to the ballot. So in light of that, uh, I don't have to be first. I just have to be in front of the rest of you. That's right. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's like when you, you know, the bear that you're trying to outrun, you don't have to outrun the bear. <laughs> you have to outrun the other people. Yeah. Um, I don't have to be faster yeah. than the bear. I just have to be faster than you. I think. That's yeah. The and listen, I, you know, I, I mean, we've joked about Vivek. We really ought to probably um, pay attention because if Trump is gone, I could see significant uh, member or significant portion of Trump support going to someone like Vivek. They're not going to go to Mike Pence. They're not going to go to Ron DeSantis, um, mm. you know, Tim Scott, possibly. They're not going to Nikki Haley. Um, I think it becomes, you know, they're not going to Chris Christie or Asa. It becomes because either these people Tim, have already been against Trump enough that yes. they just yeah. they won't be and able to Trump get over is it. trashed. Who has Trump not trashed? He has not trashed Tim Scott. He has not trashed Vivek. I, hmm. I could see their support going to either one of them, and uh, and you know, suddenly, you know, we're going to become, you know, Vivek experts. Uh, well. Uh... Paul McAllister says uh, it won't matter. They love him anyway, no matter what happens to him. And what's great about this is, Paul, we need to get you on this podcast for another thing. So, by the way, uh, expect an email. From, it's, it's not very often that a future guest is also a oh. commentator. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Paul, is. Will you wait till you meet and hear uh, Paul McAllister. It's going to blow your mind. I'm a huge, huge fan. And I owe him a, uh, a way uh, or, or some emails on getting back on. Well, Yabit says uh, he wants to raise the voting age back to 21. <laughs> literally like how could we make it possible for less people to vote well i've got an idea let's put the age let's not make the age the age that you could be in the military or the no, age no, no, that no, you're no, an no, independent no. citizen let's make the no, age no, 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 no. the drinking idea. age how about how about if it's just property owners that vote i think that's probably <laughs> the way to go well baby steps apparently baby steps hey all right uh Let's talk political uh, presidential politics here on the Joe Biden front uh, for a mm. second. Um, Marjorie Taylor Greene is a congressperson from uh, North Georgia. She was at the same event that Donald Trump was at. Yep. And Biden was for wanted, President surrogate as well. And was wanting to take on Joe Biden and lay out why Biden is a problem no matter what. Because part of what the Republicans need to do they need to make Joe Biden worse in the minds of their voters than Donald Trump would be, even with all the 
baggage he has, right? So this is why it's Biden crime family stuff. This is all, all that, right? They know it's going to come down to a contrast, so they have to take all liabilities that Trump has and put those onto on the Biden. So she starts into a litany of comparison of what Joe Biden has said he would do and then what Joe Biden has done as an argument to why people need to be motivated to make sure that he's not reelected. And yet the speech she gave, this portion of the speech she gave to many of us sounded like a campaign speech for Joe Biden. <laughs> these were, these were all, these were all like, like positive things. It's just truly, uh, oh, it's fantastic. truly remarkable. All right, here we go. And again, our deepest apologies if someone doesn't want Marjorie Taylor Greene up in their head, but, but it's about to happen. So here we go. Lyndon B. Johnson is very similar to Joe Biden. How are they the same? They're both Democrat socialists. Lyndon B. Johnson was the majority leader in the Senate. Does that sound familiar? He was vice president to Kennedy. Joe was vice president to Obama. He was appointed as the president after JFK was assassinated, then he was elected. His big socialist programs were the Great Society. The Great Society were big government programs to address education, medical care, urban problems, rural poverty, transportation, Medicare, Medicaid, food stamps, and welfare the Office of Economic Opportunity, and big labor and labor unions. Now, LBJ had the Great Society, but Joe Biden had Build Back Better, and he still is working on it. The largest public investment in social infrastructure and environmental programs that is actually finishing what FDR started that LBJ expanded on, and Joe Biden is attempting to complete. I mean, it's just amazing. Who is Joe Biden? Well, he's in the path of the people that brought you Medicare and Medicaid and expansion of colleges and education. And, and that's the child world labor that, laws. <laughs> this is the world. This is the dark world. Joe Biden. Wants. You know what? He, oh. he invested in rural America. That's what LBJ did. Oh, he had the great society, did LBJ. And what does Biden have? Build back better. And he's still working on it today. Like, these are all things. These are the things that Republicans love and try to take credit for. Social Security, Medicare, <laughs> Medicaid. And so, some small little group of people within the Republican Party are still squawking, literally still squawking about the great society uh, effort of inclusion and, and, and yeah. expansion and then, and the new deal. <laughs> to the yeah. new deal. Listen, if you're, you're like... drawing the line, you're drawing the line from, from FDR to LBJ to Joe Biden. Listen, you've just connected like FDR won four terms. <laughs> he ended the great depression and won the second world war enormously popular president would be you know you know i i was gonna say you know on the mount rushmore of presidents um but then i thought well well <laughs> the mount rushmore is of presidents. presidents you know they say that like you, you, when you think about like you make a short list of the greatest presidents in the history right. of the united states <laughs> you got george washington you got abraham lincoln 
If you're a conservative Republican, you got Ronald Reagan. And everybody's got FDR on the list, whether you agree with him or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Transformative president that did things that actually changed the world and changed people's lives for the better. And Joe Biden is in that. So she's making an argument against Joe Biden because he's in that that liturgy, in in, in that uh, litany. Not litany, in that lineage. lineage. Thank you, thank you. He's in that lineage. And that's the lineage that they're working to stop. Yes. Education departments, colleges and universities and full funding of public education. (laughs) It's just simply amazing that... She has a speechwriter that wrote it because she had to take her glasses out. Fair enough. No problem. Had to read it off of a script. Wasn't all that familiar with LBJ and what he had been up to. So this was just sort of a, you know, the the zeal of the newly converted, the newly informed. And all of a sudden she's like, hey, he's kind of like Biden. I mean, nobody likes, though. Nobody likes these things LBJ did. Nobody likes the war on Medicare, (laughs) Medicaid and rural investments. And hospitals, nobody likes it that hospitals are funded by Medicare and Medicaid primarily in rural America, where my constituents are. I mean, bridges and roads, who wants those? Who wants big infrastructure plans? Healthcare? Oh. Truly amazing. So what what you see in this, again, and this is true with the Trump clip as well, the things that there's a whole segment of the American population that see as problems. Mm Mm-hmm. Democracy, stability, rules between the separation of powers, and then policies that have been in place for lifetimes. We want it all to go away because it was all a failure because he's a democratic socialist. Oh, LG, uh, LBJ no, no, was a no, no, democratic no, no, no. socialist from Texas. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah and just this is, and this is something that, um, just as a little note, if you've never noticed this before, when Republicans talk about the Democratic Party, they don't use the word Democratic. They use the word Democrat. She referred to LBJ and Joe Biden as a Democrat socialist. Yeah. Um, and because they don't and it's just a little tick. Um, mm-hmm. And and I uh, I learned this the hard way. Uh, I was when I was running for Congress in 2018, I was on a podcast. Uh, that had a, a large Democratic audience, and I referred to the Democratic Party as the Democrat Party, and uh, the comments blew up. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I had no idea this was a thing. But apparently mm-hmm. it's a thing. And uh, and once you notice it, you can't unsee it. I like Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, all the time, you know, will not use proper grammar of, you know, the adjective Democratic, um, you know, she will only say Democrat and it's, I see it's annoying see. and yeah. And, and a tell also a tell about what yes. they're, what they're trying to, what they're trying to, trying to blame. All right. So, so somehow in the mix of all of this, you've got Trump at the event saying, I'm going to burn it all down. And these, all these people are going to come to my feet and the final battle for me. And this is the final battle before I ascend to the right hand of the father. And they're all going to come before me and they will bow to my will. And then she's like, and then what we're going to do is we're going to get rid of Medicare and Medicaid (laughs) and bridges. We're just going to blow the bridges up. If they built the bridge, we're going to blow it up. Hospitals can't have it. uh, Yeah. yeah. Schools. We don't need schools. What do we need schools for? Uh, I mean, the the list she went through work. 
and, and apparently I'm, you know, I, I just, I've given up on Twitter totally and completely. So I, I don't know, but apparently the white house tweeted out something about this, like trying to be like, I don't know what we do when Marjorie Taylor green is out there, you know, playing yeah. along with our greatest hits. She got her guitar in the front row and she's just playing along. She's, 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 she's a serious, she's a serious booster. This woman. Oh my gosh. Just it, it, it is, it is truly stunning. Uh, sometimes, and I'm not saying she's a fool. What I'm saying is stunning is she is the thing she thinks America doesn't want. Yes. Th this is what, th this is what really kind of boggles my mind. There's people who believe that these are the problems with America. So when they say, oh, communist, socialist America, and you're like, what are you talking about? Medicare, Medicaid, expansion, highway, the highway, the interstate highway uh, plans, uh, investment in infrastructure in rural America. I mean, why, why, why is the government building roads? What? <laughs> How dare they? Uh, it is, so it funny. is something, something else to me. Uh, all right. Well, uh, and the trouble keeps coming for old, uh, DTG or DTJ. Uh, uh, Rob, you sent this one over. Uh, Trump says the special counsel yeah. told him he's a target now of yet a fourth criminal investigation. Yeah. Uh, so Donald Trump posted on uh, True Social that he was notified Sunday. Um, and he was very offended up that this news came on a Sunday. He was notified. Oh, really? really? Sunday. He said that? He said, oh, how, could oh, you, yeah. how could you disrupt golf day? Yeah. Or did he say, how could you disrupt the Sabbath with, yeah. with such? Yeah. Uh, no, it had nothing to do with the Sabbath. No, no, he's uh, probably a Seventh-day yeah. Adventist, if anything. So it was the day after the Sabbath for him. No, he's Presbyterian. Um, he used to be. He quit the Presbyterian church. He sent a letter. Oh. Yeah, yeah, oh. quitting. <laughs> to which the Presbyterians were like, hey, Phew. you should have done that with the other job, with the job you had, too. That would have been great. You could have resigned both of them. Ah, uh, goodness. So yeah, so Donald Trump received news that he is the target of uh, an investigation um, that is before the grand jury in Washington, D.C., led by special counsel Jack Smith, specifically into the events of January 6th. And this is big, big, big. because this is... Um, this is, you know, in, in Trump had posted on True Social, he kind of hinted at the Insurrection Act uh, as being something that, um, you know, he was being accused of. This was a couple of days ago. Um, and, you know, s some folks kind of thought that he might be letting the cat out of the bag. And it, it looks like he he did. Um, it seems like and, and he says in the course of his his post on True Social that he has four days, four short days to before he has to appear before the grand jury. In uh, yeah, he said four short days. Four short days. Um, is, is there a time change coming? Because one time a year there is a shorter day by an hour. Yeah, but I, all the I rest think, of the days are the yeah. same length. There's not longer days and shorter days. I mean, yeah, four short days like four short fingers uh, on a hand, um, and uh, uh, you know, four short fingers on a tiny little hand, and. Uh, so he's and, and he says that that will lead to uh, arrest and indictment, and um, oh, so wow, you know, I don't, yeah, well, I think so. I, th he, I think that's just really wishful thinking from him that he's going to be. No, it wouldn't work that way, would it? Hmm. Yeah, I, maybe I mean, he's going to be indicted. 
we and really should have we really should have set a, a uh, an, an indictment uh over under on Donald Counter. Trump. Yep. I think I would have set it at, I think I would have set it at three and a half. And uh I think that would have been the line. Um but clearly, you know, if 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 the line set at three and a half, take the over because it's it's happening. Uh, because this is not the only the only bad news Donald Trump nope. has gotten about being indicted. He had Georgia. challenged he had challenged the uh, the uh, the 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 DA in Georgia who is investigating his election interference um, when he was looking for uh, said eleven thousand seven hundred sixty one votes, which, which is um, just one more than we need. Yep. Um, I, I think honestly, I think the line that's going to get him was. I just need you to find 11,397 votes, which is one more, he said, than we have, because he just can't speak. But what he meant was one more than we need. Yeah. Right? He he was yeah. saying, the, I don't want you to make the election accurate. I just want you to find one more than we need to yes. win. Like, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. And so he, he sued, uh, trying to get this investigation shut down. It went to the Georgia Supreme Court, who unanimously threw out his, uh, uh, his challenge to this investigation, which means it's just a matter of time until he's indicted in Georgia as well. So yeah, what we have now happening is... In, happening in August, apparently. Yeah. Funny Willis yeah. has cleared the docket in, yeah. in the courthouse and has said, don't schedule any, like, they've, they're, they're, blocking off the calendar so they can uh, so they can move forward with this. So now there's going to be a state state charge on election interference. Yeah. So we've got a local charge in New York. Yeah. <laughs> we will have a state charge in Georgia. Uh -huh. <laughs> and we will have federal charges in Florida and DC. And DC. And parenthetically, maybe New Jersey in the future. And maybe as New well. Jersey. Yeah. And, and I love that way of looking at it. You, he, he, people are charging him with crimes at a at a state level, uh, at a county at a county level, at a state level, at a federal level, for crimes that he committed before he was president, while he was, while president, he was president, and after he was president. It, it the lawlessness is just remarkable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's, it it's looks really like the full. He's got the full the package of like if you want to go down as like badass lawless most yeah. lawless public figure in american history he's making sure that that you know second place is going to be way behind him yes <laughs> for for a public figure who has criminal charges brought against him yeah three different yeah. Th three different law enforcement agencies in four different jurisdictions over five year period of time. Just incredible. Yeah. And he's walking and just, I mean, let it settle in. And he's walking around saying, and you should vote for me to be president again, because this all says that we need to shut all this down and get rid of the roads and the bridges and the, and the Medicare and Medicaid. Do it to me. They can do it to you. Yeah. If you interfere with the election, if you provoke an insurrection, if you steal classified documents and refuse to return them, and if you, I don't know, what did he do in New York? I can't remember. Was that was tax evasion? If you yeah. like, yeah, if you, you know, 
if you lie in business documents in order to evade yes. to, to evade taxes yes. and, and yes. commit. Yes. If you do all of those things, they will come after you like they're coming after him. And if yeah. you don't, you'll be fine. Because you know what it sounds like? It sounds like a um, like a scared straight video where someone <laughs> says, look, I, I was in jail. And, and, and I know it and I, and I care about law and order now I've converted and I understand that I want to move from my lawless ways to a law and order way. And I just want to say to all of you, if you do the things I did, it's going to catch up to you too. <laughs> Mar Marjorie Taylor Greene and Donald Trump are the same in this way. Marjorie Taylor Greene is out stumping for Joe Biden while trying to critique him. And Trump is out saying to people, don't commit crimes because they'll come after you too. Like that, that's a whole other way to, 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 to view this is that the, these are just public service, uh, uh, people who are committed yeah. to getting the message out here that we're, uh, we're, we're a country where, you know, law and order catches up with you. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just, it's simply incredible. Um, now it really could be though, that the judge, the judge has the option in this, in the documents in my pants box case that she's going to go with the Trump side suggestion that they can't possibly put up a defense for these charges while this election is going on and that the trial needs to be postponed until after the election. That, that could happen. That will be different than the January 6th trial, which will be likely in New York. And that's, of course, going to be different than the Georgia trial, which is going to be Georgia. January 6th trial is likely in D.C. Yeah, what did I say, New York? New York, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Uh, in D.C. and then uh, Georgia and, and, and New York. So it, the question will be for a lot of people is, will it be fair for Trump to have multiple trials going on at the same time? Will judges in any of these cases be willing to say, look, the, the burden that the governments are putting on Donald Trump is just too much. We have to stage these, these trials, which they do all the time, by the way. Many times people are charged with crimes in multiple states or in different jurisdictions, and they, they have to stage them. They can't, they can't run all of them at the same time. So the constitutional right for the individual and the constitutional right of society to have a speedy trial has to take into consideration the conditions that this person may have multiple speedy trials that they, that they have to move on. So <clears throat> I'm super nervous that the judge is going to put off the, the documents case and the obstruction of justice case. I mean, I really shouldn't call it the, the documents in the pants box case because it makes it seem like it's not uh, serious. It's really an obstruction of justice case. Um, but he's just such a fool. <laughs> like they were in my boxes, and I had I had didn't have time to go through my boxes and have my pants and my, <laughs> my pants, books. My pants I mean, I just can't get over it. It is just I, such bizarre behavior uh, for anyone, let let alone for someone to say it as the defense for why they didn't give back the documents. I just can't can't stop giggling about it. Uh, so it's just it's just all a mess. Uh, and meanwhile. Yeah. Meanwhile, inflation has come down. Mm -hmm. Jobs, joblessness is is uh, or, or unemployment is at one of its lowest rates. The economy is yep. starting to rev back. It doesn't look like we're going to uh, hit a recession, uh, and the and the 
the people who are looking at what the future of the economic situation could be over the next 18 months really is setting up things for a reelection uh, yep. set of circumstances to look pretty strong for Joe Biden or whomever ends up being Gavin Newsom. Uh, the, the, the Democratic uh, the, the Democratic nominee. And, and Rob and I have a joint theory here uh, that Trump is not going to be on the ballot and then Biden's going to step off the ballot and it's going to be Gavin Newsom versus Ron DeSantis. And that's, I actually think yeah. that'd be a very, very interesting yes. political space if we only had a four or five month campaign between those two. And it was sort of California, you know, version of America, California edition version of America, Florida edition. And it would give us a whole lot of other things to talk about than, um, yep. you know, what we've been talking about for such a long time. I was thinking about how there's been a Bush a Biden and a Trump on every election since 2000. Oh man, throw Clinton on there and it, you know, you get back even further. You throw Clinton on there and you're back to 1992. Mm. <laughs> It'd be kind of nice to not have one of those names. On there. Um, yeah. But you know, apparently we're not we're not ready to move on quite yet. Yep. But it's coming. It just just the demographics even just say it's it has to it has to has to come. It's going to land at some point. All right. Well, uh, we have now gone so long that even Alex O'Brien says, "Not nah, literally, I have to go." Uh, Alex is like, "I got other stuff I've got to do." <laughs> so Alex, <laughs> Alex is getting out. So uh, no, Alex, sit in front of the YouTube and be happy about it. <laughs> just. <laughs> Send a message to someone. Uh, it's riveting. I can't. I can't leave. Uh, if you don't know, uh, Alex is one of our booster greatest boosters on the YouTube version of this. So thank you, uh, Alex, and send a sweet little note saying I have responsibilities to take care of. And have to leave. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, thanks to all of you for being a part of this, Yabits. Of course. Yeah. Uh, 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 thank you, Yabits. Thank you, Jim. Uh, appreciate having you. Uh, YM uh, from previously. Uh, Paul, great to have you around. WM. Uh, WM, uh, Tony, uh, thanks for your uh, for your input. Share this all uh, with friends and family, and uh, especially those that you bear a grudge against. We think it's great to send it to them. Uh, you know, if there's somebody that you've got a real conflicted relationship with, and you just send them a a, a link a from link. a YouTube video, the just uh, <laughs> hey, we're thinking about you. I think you should watch this. And they're just like, what? Yeah. You're like, ha, Why? there you go. Why? <laughs> Uh, I haven't heard from you in four years. Why are you sending me this? I thought we said we were never speaking again. Why are you sending me this podcast? I mean, former bosses. Yeah, yeah like, you know, <laughs> send it to some place that you haven't worked for several years. This is your boss. Like, like I, I just hey, really? like, I just like, like Chad getting an email from me like, oh, Rob, I used well, to work for me. Oh, well, I wonder what this is. It's an hour and four minutes long. <laughs> 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 Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I don't know why that tickles me, but it does. It does me too. The common good podcast, the thing your friend to those, the, the the videos you send to those that you're just not all that happy with. 
All right. Uh, oh, thank you, Alex, for wanting. Alex says she actually wa- uh, that she wants to stay. Well, Alex, that would be very sweet if you were to stay. Uh, but well, we're not. Alex, we we, we got to go. You've missed the best part of the podcast. And Paul McAllister, uh, let's uh, let's let's you round know, out that honey. circle and get you uh, mm-hmm. get you get you scheduled. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe, maybe we just let's just let's just let's waste no time. Get it done. Let's get this thing going. We'll try to be back again tomorrow. Uh, we've got a bunch of video and audio that we're going to try to get together. I might be able to get one of the talks together from the Wild Goose Festival at time. So, all right, y'all. Uh, anything else from you, Rob? No, I'm good. All right. Goodbye. <laughs>